Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Yeah, how good is it be in the house of the Lord? Feeling His presence and His love. Here we are in our series, Devoted, Week 3, Week 1. We learnt we're devoted to what? Who, who was here week one? Who remembers? Devoted to God's Word, right? Last week, we're devoted to godly relationships. How funny is Sanjeev? He just rocks the house. I love your message last week, Jeff. Fantastic message on, uh, it's more than just a message of God's Word. It's a heartbeat of us as a church. You know, our, our mission statement is intimacy with Christ, relationship with others. Relationships matter. And we want to be a church that fosters healthy, great, positive, life-giving community and relationships. And then today I get the great honour to talk about being devoted to Jesus. Next week, Pastor, or Bishop Ben I call him, is bringing the word uh, to drop the anointing of God in our service next Sunday. Woo, don't want to miss that one. Get ready. All right, where does this concept of being devoted come from? Why are we talking about devoted? Why does it matter? Why do we need to listen today for the next 25 minutes? Well, Acts 2, 41, those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, 3,000 in all. So the gospel is preached for the first time that there is healing in the salvation in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. What happens? 3,000 are saved. What happens next? What's the very first thing that the early believers did. What's the priority? What's the most important thing we should do today? 42, all the believers, what did they do? They devoted. Let's say that word out loud. They devoted. One more time. They devoted themselves, the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, sharing of meals and curries, food, food, Jesus' name, we need some food. Hey, this fasting is, is just, I'm, I'm past it. I need some food. Steak. Medium rare. Wagyu. Just, anyway. Uh, and, and, and the Lord's Supper, communion, and to, and to prayer. So uh, they devoted themselves to these things. Now, can we have a bit of fun? In church, it's okay to have fun in church. One of our values is having fun. My goal for the next two minutes is to make Anna laugh at least three times because she's my gauge whether I'm doing any good or not. So here we go. I got some fun stats. Let's have some fun. How devoted are we? It's a good question, isn't it, as, as Christians? Are we devoted or not? So I've kind of got a devoted test. Now, if you get over five of these devotions, there's 10 of them, you're going to heaven. All right, under five, we're not sure. We'll pray for you. May have to have some deliverance after the service. Number one, devotion test. You've got a Christian sticker on your car. Who's got that? Come on, a fish sticker, Christian sticker. We got one of them, yeah, Christian sticker on the car. All right, number two, devotion test. You read the paper Bible. Now, none of the screens, you, your paper, put your hand up. Oh, we got a haver. This is a godly church. All right, keep your scores, okay? Some of you, two for two, I think, up the back. All right, number three, you never use the number six. Definitely not 666, never, never using that number, never using that number. Were you with me? We don't like that number. We never use it, passwords, anything we can't use. And there are no circumstances. All right, devotion test number four, you're wearing a cross. 
earrings somewhere. Anyone got a good car? Yeah, 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 we got some. Okay, keep your score. It's important. This might get you to heaven or not. Uh, next one. This is big. This is full on devotion. You've got a scripture tattooed on your body somewhere. Who's, uh, and, and hang on, hang on. Old Testament, Old Testament scripture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got the Old Testament. All right. Keep score, keep score. Number six, you play Christian music in your car. You got the Christian out. Yeah, we got a heap of those. All right, this is a tough one. I think some of you will get this. So number seven, you've been to Kurong at West Ride. Once a year, once a month, come on the Christian bookstore. Man, you guys are devoted. I love our church. Full on devoted. Number eight, when you get cut off in traffic, you don't give the bird, you pray for blessings of God over their life. You pray for them. You bless them. Stan, I know you bless people who cut you off in traffic as you're bringing them in at the Hills Car Park. Number nine, anybody got over five? Any, oh, we got over five. Okay, number nine, you attend church morning and night. Any morning and nighters? Come on, the gears. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Number 10, you get a speeding ticket on purpose so you can witness to the police officer. Who's that one? Anyone? <laughs> oh, boy. Let's get a bit serious now. The Greek word for devoted in Scripture is proskatiha. Proskatiha. It means to be earnest towards, preserve and not faint, steadfastly attentive unto, constantly diligent, attend assiduously, uh, constant effort, continue all the time. If there was anyone in the days of Jesus who would have fulfilled this uh, de description of devoted, it would have been the Pharisees. There was no one more committed, no one more uh, devoted or disciplined to the ways of God than the Pharisees. At four years old, they would learn Leviticus. My kids weren't even potty trained at four years old. At 12, they had learned Genesis to Deuteronomy, off by heart. Uh, as teenagers, they memorized the prophets and the Psalms. They would pray three times a day, fast twice a week. They would tithe on everything, even down to their herbs and spices. Um, you couldn't find anyone more devoted to prayer, fasting, tithing, and evangelism. Yet, Jesus constantly rebuked them, singled them out as the greatest enemies of God's kingdom. He said they were headed for hell. He used that word. Jesus called them called sinners lost sheep and Pharisees snakes, snakes and vipers. Why? Why were these group of men that seemed so devoted yet missed the mark? Because devotion must come from the heart. Devotion doesn't come from our actions or what we do. It must come from our heart. Matthew 15 verse 7, you hypocrites... Jesus told the Pharisees, Isaiah was right when he prophesied, these people would honour me with their, man, their lips, but their, their, what? Their, their hearts are far from me. De devotion isn't about rules and performance and knowledge and works. It's about your heart. God wants your heart. Where is your heart today? 
Where is your heart when it comes to God and the things of God? We can wrongly assume that being devoted is based on doing, yet true, true devotion is based on being. So, so this is a real wake-up call for us as we head into this season of God moving and we can see his favor on our church. Do we keep our heart right? Do we keep humble? We keep open? We keep connected relationally? This is a tough one for me because I can become so easily a professional Christian, I call it. I'm, I'm paid um, by the church. I receive two days pay from our Hills location and I, I can become a professional. I, I can become a, a, an employee. <laughs> it's a job. I study the scripture to, to, to put a message together. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll learn leadership techniques to help lead our church. So I can become a professional Christian. And if I'm not careful, my heart can fall into all of the works, all of the doing, which, which I need to. I've got to be accountable and I've got to be a good steward of, of, of the role that God has given me. But I've got to be careful. I have to fight that my heart, that I'm not doing this for you. I'm not doing this for INC to keep my job. That I'm doing this because I love my God. And that he's changed me. And, and if I'm not good enough to lead us on, well, some, God will find someone else. But I've got to keep my heart pure, clean, right standing before him in secret, not, not just in public. What about you? Is, is church just something you check off? You just do kind of in a rut? Just go? It's what you've always done? Just sort of fall into the, the structure of life and the, and, and the sort of the plans and, and, and the schedule? How? Is your heart before God today? Being devoted shapes your time, your thoughts, your habits. It, it, it shapes your bank balance. It sort of, it just permeates out of your life. How devoted are you? Uh, when I was engaged to Bonnie, um, she couldn't be here with us today. She sends her apologies, but she's still wrangling five kids and they're our priority uh, to keep them in, in church and in love with God. So she's with them. But she can't wait to be down for the women's brunch. Give it up to the women's brunch, Joss. Um, that's coming up soon. You don't want to miss that on a Saturday. Uh, Bonnie can't wait. But when I was engaged to Bonnie, I, I was a builder and I was sent to Mount Isa to project manage um, a large uh, post office that we were building as, as sort of a regional hub. I was 24. She was 18 at the time. So I'm out in Mount Isa. And I, you know how distance makes the heart grow fonder? I, I was just flat out trying to focus on the job at hand. Um, we were working hard, 14-hour days, just hot out there. And I would write a letter every day. I would find time to write a letter. That was the day where you had this machine about this long, and it was very high-tech. It actually had stuff inside it. When you pushed it on, on, on this thing called paper that's made from trees, uh, it would leave a mark behind. It's amazing. And, and you, you'd move it up and down, and it would create these things called words. In, 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 in. Anyway, I would get a stamp and send it to her, and a letter a day, and i bought her a flower a week so our love would never die. Uh, and, and I think I wrote a poem, but I don't know. You are cute. Anyway, it was, just, it was so soppy, so bad. I remember driving. I'd leave. I left Friday night. I would drive through the night just to see her on Saturday and drive back on Sunday. You know, 28-hour drive just to see her for one day. I was just devoted, right? I was just full-on smitten. Uh, remember the first love when you got saved? 
And then you just couldn't wait to get home and open the Bible or, or, or talk to someone about your, and that first love. That's the heart. That's the devotion that we're looking for. On another occasion, the Pharisee questioned Jesus. Here's the Pharisees again, teacher, which is the greatest commandment. And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your what? Here we are again, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Now, here's what's interesting. What Jesus did was he quoted Jeremiah that was written thousands of years earlier, about 1,500 years earlier. Now, this is a prayer that the Jewish people would recite twice a day. In fact, the most important prayer in their culture. It's called the Shema. And it comes from Deuteronomy 6, 4 and 5. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your what? With all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. For 3,500 years, this prayer has been prayed twice a day by the Jewish people, even today. Yet what's sad is, the prayer they prayed often didn't translate into their life. We've got to be careful as Christians, just showing up at church isn't enough. Just serving and being in life group and giving finance is not, it's, it's, it's a heart issue. This devotion thing, it's called a relationship with God that He so desires. And it's something you've got to work on. There's something you've got to stay current. The heart is a funny thing. It shifts. It just drifts. You know, you think you're in, poof, it's out here and it goes there. We have to guard our heart, watch over our heart, stay real in our relationship. Devotion is a heart condition. If we want to move of God in our church, we, we want revival. It starts with us in our hearts. It's, it's, it's not Ben and Anna, our worship pastors, creating a better set list. It's not me trying to come up with a better preaching message. It starts with us. Hunger for God. He'll move in our services and during our week. Our move of God always begins in the heart of the people. Where is your heart before God today? I don't want to put pressure on you. But there is a lot of people relying on us as a church to flourish so people can come to Christ, so revival can happen, so souls can be saved. Uh, our kids, our, there's a lot weighing. It's eternity that we're dealing with. Seeing people get saved out of a healthy, flourishing church where God is moving. And I just pray we would be found worthy, not because we're brilliant or, or, or anything special. You know, we, we do have a dress code. We do. At Elevation Hills, please do. Just wear something. Just, just wear something. I don't care what it is, just, just wear something. You know, we're, we're not that big on sharp and professional. In fact, I've only got one pair of shoes and Ellie makes fun of me. It's all the only shoes I own, one pair of shoes. And, and I wear these everywhere. They, they, they're great. I can hike in them. I can preach in them. They just, uh, they one pair. But what we need as a church, this is what we, we, we non-negotiable is that we're in love with Jesus that we're passionate for Him, that we pursue Him in our own time, that we're real, that we've got that first love. Tozer says it this way, God is a person. And in the deep 
Of his mighty nature, he thinks, wills, enjoys, feels, loves, desires, and suffers as any other person may. He communicates with us through the avenues of our minds, our wills, our emotions. The continuous and unembarrassed interchange of love and thought between God and the soul, it's God and you, of the redeemed man is the throbbing heart of the New Testament. Let me summarize that in Miles' words because I'm just a simple boy that's not real deep and not real smart. It's about a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I pray that we are devoted in our hearts to our God. Um, Above everything else, above our possessions, above our children, above our career, above our church, above our ambitions, our heart belongs to Jesus And we're devoted to Him. Two thoughts on devotion. Number one, devotion is part of our design. It's part of our design. Human beings are devotion addicts. We can't help ourselves. All of us devote, devote ourselves to something or someone. God created us with the capacity and the ability to devote ourselves. You look at the world's religions, look at patriotism, look at people's commitments to a cause or to sports or a hobby or or a person or or, or a church. We're created to devote ourselves to something. There's nothing wrong with all of those things as long as we're devoted to God first. Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all or your heart, or your heart. Number one, devotion is part of our design. Number two, God deserves our devotion. So what and who is the best place to give our devotion to? The book of Revelations kind of gives us a, a picture of the end times and the final finale of life. In chapter 14, there's three angels and they're proclaiming to the people of earth. And, and I saw another angel flying through the sky carrying the eternal good news to proclaim to the people who belong to this world, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. Fear God, he shouted. Give glory to him. This is our purpose. For the time has come when he will sit as judge. Worship him who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all the springs of the water. There is nothing greater There is nothing more worthy of our devotion than our God who came in the form of a man of Jesus Christ. We were born to be devoted to Him. As the musicians come, we're going to have a time of ministry. And it's not just God ministering to us. We're going to minister to Him through our heart. And I've chosen this song, it's a bit of an old school song, but it really cuts to the chase. It sort of reveals uh, what God is looking for, what we were born to do. And that's just to worship Him for who He is. Not not what we can get out of Him, not, not what He can do for us, but because of who He is, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, that He is so worthy of our praise and our honor. So how do we respond with our devotion? Jesus has to be first, has to be first in every area of our life. It has to be a relationship that's real, that's ongoing. 
It can't be created around a, a church or a religion. It's got to be personal. There was one man in Scripture that was considered to have a heart after God. Who was it? David. Psalms 27 verse 4. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the one thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in His temple. The, 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 the house of the Lord represents the presence of the Lord. David's greatest desire out of everything he'd accomplished, all the war, all the victories, all that mattered was the presence of the Lord. With all of his pressures of government and running nations and overcoming countries and family issues, and not to mention all of his wives, at the end of the day, what mattered most is the presence of God. What will matter most to us as a church is the presence of God. What will matter most to us is our devotion to Him, that Jesus, we want this thing to be real, our relationship with you to grow, to develop. As we stand together and as we sing, I pray God receives your heart today. You may be far from Him. That's okay. You may have just sort of been going through the motions. That's okay. You may be new to this whole thing. That's okay. But what's not okay is if we turn our back on our God in a moment where we can give Him our heart and say, God, I love you. I just thank you. I'm sorry that I've blown it. I'm a mess. But God, I just say thank you. Thank you for being God. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for being the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Thank you that you're a good God. Thank you you have a great future for us. Thank you that we're saved from hell, being rescued from being under the thumb of sin and Satan, that we're set free because you went to war for us. You died on the cross. You rose again. You paid the ultimate price that we could be saved. And maybe today you've never made that decision to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. That's why you're here. You can sense it. You know God's real. He's after your heart. Your heart matters to God more than anything else on planet Earth. Your heart matters so much, that's what drove Him to the cross, to die and to be rose again so you could be saved. Today in this room, you want Jesus to be your Lord and your Saviour. Just raise your hand, wherever you are, just put it up high. I, I want to be saved. I want to know God. Thank you. I see your hand up the back. Others of you, come on. In this moment where God is here, just raise your hand. Say yes to Jesus. Lift your hand. Say, I want to be saved. I want to be forgiven. I want to be set free from sin. Just raise your hand. You know it. I'll tell you why you know it. Your heart's thumping. This isn't something in your mind. This is something in your heart because God goes after your heart. In fact, the Bible says He knocks on the door of your heart. Would you open it? Thank you. I see your hand up the back. Others of you, come on. Raise your hand. This is a time for you to put your life right with Jesus Christ. To say yes to Him. To give Him your heart. You've walked away. You've become cold. Like the Pharisees, your, your, your lips are, are right, but your heart's far from Him. Come home today. He's one prayer away. Raise your hand wherever you are. Say yes to Jesus. Come on, God, move in this place. Let's sing. Let's worship in Jesus' name.